The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Tonight on Blitz, the Bills are starting the new year in the playoffs, so Stats Guy is giving them three New Year's resolutions to commit to that will guarantee a big win against the Texans. So sit back and grab yourself a cold one. It's time to get Blitz. Welcome to Blitzed, where we talk NFL and rate popular drinks at the same time. Tonight, Stats Guy, me, is flying solo because my two drunken co-hosts are still spreading Yuletide cheers somewhere. And that's actually a good thing, because tonight we're going to look at three ways the Bills can beat the Texans on Saturday. And because my other two idiot hosts aren't here, we can actually dive into my world, the Stats of why what I'm saying isn't just a bunch of garbage. So, if you want to win on Saturday, this is the place to be. And I expect McDermott, Frazier, and Dable will probably be listening in as well. And to keep it simple, tonight, I'm just doing shots of Bushmills Red Bush Irish Whiskey because that's how I round in the new year. So, you want to hear about three ways we can beat the Texans? Let's get on with the show. (laughs) Okay, Reds, oh, actually, before I start, yeah, I'm going to have myself my Bushmills here, so just bear with me. If you haven't tried the Red Bush Bush Bushmills before, I highly recommend it. Fantastic Irish whiskey that's cured in bourbon-soaked barrels, so it's a tremendous mix and super cheap. Give it a shot sometime. Okay, here we go. Resolution number one. Run the ball. I know what everybody's probably thinking hearing this. Duh. Of course you need to run the ball to win. Yes, that's our secret to our success. But here's why it's important that the Bills run the ball on Saturday against the Texans. If the Bills rush for over 105 yards, they win. That's how it goes. If we run the ball over 105 yards, we win the game. The only exception this year when we ran for over 105 yards was a was a loss to New England in early September where we turned the ball over a ton. After that, as soon as we rush over 100 yards, 105 yards, we win the game. So there's one of our secrets to success. The second reason why this is important is that the Texans are 24th in the league against the rush in terms of yards giving up. They're giving up 121 on the ground a game. So... 
by average, we should be getting that 105 yards. So I like how this stat lines up for us. And they're also giving up a whopping 4.8 yards per rush. They are porous up front. You can run against this team. And Singletary's been averaging 5.1 yards per rush all year. So I think feed him the ball. You can spell him off with Gore. Gore's numbers aren't as good against uh, you know running the ball. But Singletary is definitely... The, the bell cow that we can give the ball to to get us over 105 yards, which is awesome. And here's another great stat, and the reason why we should be rushing the ball against the Texans on Saturday. In the last seven games, the Texans have given up 168 yards per game on the ground. They are hurting. You can find your creases. You can get your yards. Now, I know that we might be tempted to throw because if you look at the stats there, the Texans are even worse against the pass this year. They're, they're ranked 28th against the pass, giving up 267 yards a game. And they only sacked quarterbacks 31 times a game. That's less than two sacks a game. So they're not even really bringing the heat and they're giving up a lot of yards. But I think that the way this shakes out is we give the ball to our running backs, we let Josh Allen roll out, get us some extra yards there too, and let's hit that magic number of 105 yards, and that is going to spell a big win for the Bills on Saturday. Okay, resolution number two. Weather the storm early. I know it's difficult to play on the road during the playoffs, and I know Texans fans are going to be amped for this game. It's going to be noisy. It's going to be hard to get signals out. You're going to have to go to a silent snap count. You're going to have to weather that storm. But if you weather that storm, you're going to survive this game. I know what people are probably thinking is that, hey, New England went into Houston and they got absolutely stomped by the Texans because they went up 14-3 at halftime and then 21-3 early in the third quarter. But, you know, that was New England's fault. They turned the ball over. They weren't converting on third down. They were having their issues against them, and they fell prey to uh, letting the Texans get into the game. The crowd then got into the game, and then it was all over. And it required a huge amount of yardage by Brady at the end in order for them to you know, get it at least close in the end. But that game was never close. All you really need to do is weather this storm early. And you do that by quieting the crowd, running the ball, getting your chunk yardage, getting your first downs, and let them, uh, you know, let them make their own mistakes going forward. Uh, another thing about that Pats game that I want to talk about that's important is that that Patriots team wasn't a full team that week playing against the Texans. Um, many people forget that that's the team that had the flu ravage them that week. So they weren't even healthy. Um, so I think that if a healthy Patriots team went in there, they would have done extraordinarily well against the uh, against the Texans. Another thing that's we should focus on here is we don't need to take big risks on offense. When we faced the Patriots the first time, Josh Allen, he was a little bit out of his element. I think he tried to win the game by himself. He was pressured by that defense. He threw off his back foot a whole lot. He was having problems. He was trying to make big throws to get the Bills back in the game all of a sudden. Well, next thing you know, we've thrown four interceptions. 
Uh, and you just can't win when you've got that kind of turnover differential. So the way to protect Allen and make sure that he doesn't have to do too much on his own is let the running backs do the work for him. Take that crowd out of the game. You know, you can have some designated quarterback runs in there for him too. He's more than happy to do that. You can, you can do some RPO with him as well, but let's get the crowd out of the game. And this is critical for the Bills to succeed because the Texans... Other than that sick Patriots defense, haven't seen a defense like the Bills all year. The Bills are ranked third in the NFL in yards against. If you look at the AFC South, the Texans' opponents are ranked 16th, 21st, and 24th, respectively, with regards to yards against on defense. So they're not exactly bringing the heat against the Texans. The Bills are going to make things uncomfortable. They're going to force the Texans into doing things that they don't want to do. And you can take advantage of some of those mistakes, take the crowd out of the game, and keep it close because this is all we need to do to hang around. <laughs> Resolution number three, bend but don't break on defense. Sounds dumb, I know, but here's why it makes a lot of sense. The Texans are going to get their yardage. If you look at what their average drive looks like, they usually average about six, six and a half plays per possession and about 35 yards. So they're going to move the ball. Where you need to make sure they don't go is inside the 25-yard line. You don't want them inside your own 25. And this is why. Their kicker sucks at kicking field goals over 40 yards. If you can keep the Texans outside of the 25-yard line, he's only kicking 7 for 12 over 40 yards this year. That's horrible for a kicker in the NFL today. Fairburn is not a guy that's kicking with a lot of confidence right now. So if you can keep the Texans out of the red zone, you're going to succeed against the Texans, even though they're going to move the ball. So you can bend a lot, but don't let them have those massive plays to get them inside the 25 going forward. You can double team their studs, right? Will Fuller, you don't have to pay attention to, even if he does dress this game, because he's not going to be 100%. His groin, groin injuries take a long time to heal. You can basically line him up man-to-man, -man, or you can bracket him with the zone, and you can keep him out of the game. You just don't want Hopkins to go off. You just need to make sure you're doubling that, and that's a huge advantage for the Bills going forward. Another thing we can do is that you're going to get your opportunities to hit the quarterback. If I know anything about the Texans. They give up a pile of sacks. They gave up 49 sacks this year. That's over three a game that they're giving up. So the Bills are going to get their fair shots to hit Watson. It's going to happen, and that's going to cause some, hopefully some turnovers or some favorable uh, field position as well. And remember, another thing you need to concentrate on is that Denver, who wasn't supposed to beat the Texans at all, they weren't even supposed to be in that game, ran all over them. Not behind a strong running game whatsoever. They took advantage of a lot of mistakes because they were able to bring a lot of assistance in the secondary. They confused Watson. They brought a little bit of pressure against him, and that turned into two interceptions and a fumble recovery. So the Broncos won that turnover battle, and they ran away with that game. That game, in score-wise, wasn't even close to what the, what the game actually was because the Broncos had basically just given it up at halftime at that point because they were so far ahead. So I don't want Bills fans to think that they should be frustrated if you see the Texans move the ball down the field. 
that's that's going to happen. That's just an inevitability, and you don't need to worry about bringing five people, six people blitzes in because you can run. You can run a four-man rush, and you can still get heat on this on this offense, and you can cause some problems. So just don't let them have those massive yardage plays. Keep them outside of the 25-yard line, and everything is going to work out incredibly well. Okay, those are the three resolutions that the Bills have to commit to in order to beat the Texans on Saturday. I'm so amped for this game. I'm so excited to see Bills Mafia finally get a great opportunity in the playoffs. This is a legitimate winnable game, guys. And then, you know, who knows after that? We we might, you know, go to Baltimore. I mean, you just don't know what could potentially happen. But you know what? Let's take this one game at a time. This is a very, very winnable game against an incredibly vulnerable Texan squad. So let's go out there and get them. And hey, let's get blitzed in the process. Go Bills!